This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Autumn weather is setting in with a chill in the air and leaves falling slowly from the trees. Mansfield's form has certainly changed with the season too as chilling spells of poor performance and errors has seen the Stags' brief unbeaten run come to a slow fall to the ground like a leaf with a point from two goals down at Forest Green backed up with defeat at home to Salford this week. Mansfield round off average October with a trip to Warsaw needing victory to once again kick their season into life and this week on the pre-recorded Mansfield Matters podcast myself and Nathan reflect on the change in season and much more in between. As always, we'll hear from inside the dressing room too with assistant boss Lee Glover and frontman Andy Cook facing the questions this week. Probably let ourselves down in both boxes, to be brutally honest. You know, um, with the chances we had, 20-odd shots at goal and uh, not keeping a clean sheet. You know that that thing with that them two incidents, or them two parts of it were poor, but the rest of it collectively creating the chances, the way we played was very positive. So obviously it's only one game, you know. I need I need to get a run of games going to get my match fitness back up. But it's not I'm doing extra in training, you know, keep my fitness up. But it's not the same as match fitness. I, after a game, you know, I play 90 minutes, my body hurt, like it was aching a bit, you know. To need to get used to that feeling again. And sadly, we can't get your comments from the live feed as due to work and Nathan's work slash holiday, we all can't be in the same country, let alone the same place at the same time. Don't worry though, normal service will be resumed next week on the show for the fans, by the fans-ish. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast. Another week passes by and once again... Mansfield Town are back on 
back to what Mansfield doing best, being absolutely bang average. It's got that bad that the podcast, the podcasters such as myself, Nathan and Cam, have decided we all need a little break. So much so that Nathan is doing everything that he can to get us victory by leaving the country, and Cam has just gone into hibernation. He couldn't make it uh, tonight. We're sending Nathan out of the country to try and get us a victory. But before he goes, live from the departure lounge, a.k.a. his house, because he's still packing his suitcase, I'm delighted to say Nathan is on the other end of the phone. Nathan, where are you off to this time in the quest to get the three points? I'm back off to Montpellier. Like the last time, like you say, I was abroad, we uh, we got the one 0 victory away at Grimsby. So uh, any anything that I can do to try and get us a win again, you know, uh, I'm gonna have to do it. I'm taking one for the team, clearly. Absolutely. Well, we need you to because a week or so ago we were thinking that our season was turned on its head. We'd beaten Grimsby, we'd thrashed Oldham, uh, we'd we'd done all right in in the cup. We've managed to get a draw over ninety minutes. We've got a little bit of a three-game unbeaten streak going. It extended to four on Saturday at Forest Green, albeit a two-goal comeback thanks to Andy Cook. And then last night happened. Yes, we're recording this on the Wednesday. How on earth did we lose to Salford City? who were in the Conference North two seasons ago. How did that happen? Um, it's hard to explain, isn't it? I mean, we uh, we we spoke last week about um, have we turned a corner? Uh, you know, have them, them two victories against Grimsby and uh, Olden been the points in our season that's going to kickstart our season properly. But uh, based on the last two performances, never mind the results for the performances, you'd say no. Although I would say, if I'm going to give a completely honest, reflective view on it, um, I personally think that we played better in the game that we lost than we did in the game that we drew. Um, at Forest Green, for 60 minutes, we didn't, we barely made a chance. And I know that obviously it's difficult away at Forest Green uh, to do that, but Salford, even when you said there, two years ago they were in the Conference North, we've got to remember that. They've obviously had a lot of fines with back and they've got some real quality players in their team and, and they are tipped to be up there at the end of the season. I think they will be. I don't think they're going to be automatic, but I think they'll be um, in, in, at least battling for the playoffs. So I don't think we should absolutely underestimate them. But I, I, I still think we played better in, at home against them. But the difference is we had 24 shots, they had four, but they, they were clinical. Three of theirs, well, two went in and one at the post. So... Um, for, from their point of view, as, a, as, a, as an away side, it was probably the, the textbook sort of job that they did on us, really. It was that old adage, wasn't it, of, you know, you can be the best team on the night, you can have all the chances, you can create all the chances, play the best football, but ultimately, if you do the basics right, you will win a game of football. Because let's be honest, Salford's two goals were basic errors from us, not closing down the long ball for the first not winning headers and being dominant enough in the air. And then for the second goal, Christian Pierce is usually an absolute rock, but I don't know what he was doing. He, 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 it was a fantastic assist. Well, I know. That, that, if we defended properly, and our jobs properly, uh, position-wise, etc., um, or positioning-wise, I should say, we would have won that game 1-0. Because two of those two goals, Fair enough, they took them very well. They were two very, very clinical finishes. But they should not have been allowed to get to that point. And that was just through sort of 
lackadaisical. It's not even a word. It is now, anyway. It is uh, a word. Don't worry. It is a word. And we will add it to the Mantle Matters vocab <laughs> following conundrum last week. Uh, yeah, we can add that to the the comedy of errors in, in defence that we've been doing this season. And like I said, I'm not going to knock us for not taking our chances. I, I felt like we were very creative Tuesday night. We'd, the chances that we did make was a lot better than what we've seen through large parts of the season so far. And we did look threatening. And I, it was probably the only game when I actually, where I actually believed that we were going to equalise. And obviously it didn't happen, which is the irony of it. But I actually believed we would because we were creating and we did look strong. But the, we always had that scary thing throughout the whole matches every single time Salford went forward, which wasn't that often, which is credit to us, but uh, every time they did go forward, I felt like they they looked strong and they were going to score, and, you know, two chances they did. It's just so frustrating on the surface, isn't it, that we can play that well and our performances and performance levels have absolutely turned a corner over the last month, but we can play that well but still come away with absolutely nothing. Do we need to, you know, follow suit like your Salfords, like your later audience, and just be so basic to get points and to try and get a bit of momentum or do we keep doing what we're doing but ultimately nine times out of ten come away with nothing what where do we go with it um i i personally think that we're starting to improve certainly going forward so and and with that formation sort of going the 442 sort of formation i, I feel like it, it was it's better, but well, and, and going on to Saturday to, to Walsall away, the one big positive to me is that Hayden White will be back, and I hope we go with the same formation, but put Kellen Gordon right, right mid, that sort of an attacking role. I don't think he's a right back; he's, he's a winger, and that we saw him get caught out. Uh, I think it's for the first goal, but um, we've been being out of position for that one. But for me, I think White coming back will be a big bonus as long as he doesn't do anything reckless and get sent off again, um, <laughs> and keep his discipline. So that'll help us, I, I hope. But there's just still a lot more that needs addressing. And unfortunately, I, you know, I think it's going to take some time. And the, the question is just how how much time is, is John Jeffrey going to have? And, you know, how much time are the board willing to um, to let it happen? And, and obviously the fans, the fans have been frustrated for quite a while already. And, understandably so, and I'd add myself into that. So um, it's a difficult question to answer, right? But at least we can see some positives, you know, the fact that we are creating chances. But then I'd flip that and say, again, at Forest Green, we were woeful until the 60-minute mark and Andy Cook single-handedly come on and change the game for us. Absolutely. I mean, going to that Forest Green game, obviously I made the long journey with Cam, who can't be with us uh, this week. Another Mansfield Matters classic lesson in planning your podcast beforehand. And Nathan's, as you, as you say, you're jetting off. Uh, Cam's, what is he even doing tonight? Some sort of racing thing or something? I've got no idea, but... Um, Do you think... Kind of that's, bad, that's it, it looks like we've lost again, and now we, we're all just like, oh, stop it, we're not, we're not doing podcasts. But it, it's not like that, honestly. It's really it's not. Honest, it's not like that. 
it, it's really not. It, it's just the fact that we couldn't get together. So unfortunately as well, uh, a communication error also means that we were going to have Simon with us tonight. So we would have replaced, uh, we'd replaced Cam with Simon. But unfortunately, uh, again, we can't all can't be in the same place at the same time to, to do it. it. It's madness. Uh, I think but, we could probably stay where we've lackadaisical as our defence at the moment, aren't we? Absolutely. I think this podcast actually sums up our season so far. Some, some weeks it's great and we can actually be in the same place at the same time. Other weeks, not so much. Uh, but going to that Forest, position. absolutely. But going to that uh, Forest Green game, uh, I obviously went with with Cam, and as you say, we were absolutely poor for sixty minutes. Didn't get anywhere near the ball, and I actually feared our our depth and, and our our squad for a bit because you looked at the side which we put out, and you thought, yeah, all right, we'll, we'll get through this. Obviously, we had no Alex McDonald, which I'm I'm sure would have thrilled you on Saturday. <laughs> To be honest, I'm going to have my hands up here and I, I felt Saturday in particular, we missed him. Uh, Is it one time where you don't know what you've missed until it's done sort of thing? Okay. There's this little button on my phone where you can add a call. Uh, I don't, don't know whether we should just try and add Cam in, but unfortunately it's quarter to five, so he'll still be at work. Um, <laughs> otherwise that would be a great argument. But yeah, I, I, I looked at that, that side Saturday and obviously with no Alex McDonald, uh, no Danny Rose due to his injury. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a, in a minute or so. I, I felt we were low a little bit on numbers. Obviously, we had uh, the suspension to uh, to Ryan Sweeney. We still had a Hayden White suspended. I looked at the side, though, and thought we could still do something. You had Willem Tomlinson in there. CJ got a game up, up top. That's another topic for, for a, an, another time later on in the show. I thought we could still do something, but for 60 minutes, we got absolutely nowhere near the ball. We had no chances. And it just went to that stereotypical side of, uh, right, we need to bring on a target man and we're just going to have to lump it forward. And it worked wonders because uh, Andy Cook's first goal to get us back in it. Great ball from, from Otis Khan. Great cross. Thunderous header. And then target man, lump it up there. Swivels in the box, gets a half volley on there, squirms it under the keeper. In actual fact, we should have gone on to win it with the keeper making a fine save from Andy Cook. But I was a little bit worried about our strength in depth because for that 60 minutes, as I said, we got nowhere near the ball. And for me, I think we desperately need midfielders. I, I, I know this is perhaps, you know, going over old wounds, so to speak. But I look back to the time where we had Stephen Dawson on trial when we had the injury problems and the suspensions and what have you early doors and I question myself whether we whether we missed a trick in signing him because our midfield lacks lacks bite and, and lacks experience. Willem Tomlinson's a great player on his day. He's a young player who's come from a good club in Blackburn but again he needs time to develop and he's he's not getting it and he he looked absolutely shattered and went off after half time. Have we missed a trick in not getting enough midfielders in? Have we got enough in our midfield to get us through? What do you think? Uh, well, that for me is quite possibly our, our real problem area. Um, and I, I sort of disagree, I sort of agree and disagree with what you're saying. So, I mean, midfield certainly we we definitely do need somebody else in there. I think, but maybe not a Stephen Dawson type of player. I think we've got those those battling type of players that could go in there. For me, it's that. It's a bit of creativity, and I know we've got we've got Khan obviously who stepped up, but he's more playing out wide, which is what's working for him, which is good. But at the moment, 
we're, we're missing Malice, but not Malice who, not the Malice that we got used to, the inconsistent Malice. We're missing an informed Malice. So, so one of those players that can link up between the sort of defensive and midfield of which we tend to be playing with, uh, with the likes of, of Sean C and Bishop in there. It's very defensive-minded, and they'll, they'll do the dirty work and things like that we need. Although saying that, Sean C is doing a good job of taking the fourth round in the minute. It's two to two tonight, so credit to him for that. But you know what I mean? One of those players that can really pick up the ball and, and drive towards the defence and, and get things moving. And we just don't have that at the moment. And, and without, you know, Mellis, when Mellis is out as he is at the moment with his, with his hamstring injury, there isn't really anybody else that can do that. And, and even when Mellis is fit, it's, it's then a question mark of whether he'll even turn up. So it's it's we, we, it's after time. Like we, we, all, we all said it earlier this season, a lot of fans have sort of, Nelson, it would have probably been that perfect. Do you know what? I was literally, I was literally going to, just going to say, uh, I was waiting for the next break in you talking. I was going to say, let's test out the Craig Nathan telepathy and see uh, <laughs> if you can read my mind for which player I was going to say that we're missing. And it was exactly that person. Yeah, but even even if even not even if they you know even if we don't want to say an ex player that we've already had, but there's still plenty of other players out there who play that type of role that surely. We, we should have been trying to get. So see, see, that's the, the, the We, we speak a number of times, don't we, about you know using the players from our own academy. And that type of player is Alistair Smith. He's already, we've got one there. He can play box to box. He's got that about him. But again, he needs minutes and he, he needs that fitness. Would he be ready to, to start a game at, at League Two? I think he... I think he would, but it's whether others would agree and whether John Dempster feels that he he's in that, whether he fits in that system in, in that role. We've seen him play numerous times in the Cups. I think maybe now it might be time to give him give him that shot. I, I genuinely don't think we've got anything to lose at the moment. Well, that's exactly what I was about to say. That's the point. I don't think at the moment we've got anything to lose. I think we tried it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and it didn't work out. It, it was sort of a no-win situation for them. Because if he if he tried it and it didn't work, people would say, "Oh, he's, 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 you know, he's, 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 he's trusting his youth players and it's too soon and stuff like that." Uh, so he got criticism for that. But uh, whereas he hasn't done it, and we, we're now saying that something needs to change. So, but now we've already seen that what we've already got there isn't working. I think now is the point to 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 just throw them in there. And if it doesn't work, we know it's no. We're no, uh, no worse off than where we were because whatever we've got at the moment isn't working, in, in, in my opinion. That's, we just seem to be so um, so weak in that midfield area, which which essentially isn't helping our overall performance, which which is affecting our defence and, and things like that. So I don't, I, I'd agree. I think probably put him in there or um, I'd even go to the extent of maybe pushing Khan back in there and putting Siege out on the left, not on the right, but not on the left, uh, give him another look, see if you can get a bit of confidence into him. I know he hasn't been performing, but he, he needs something to happen for him. And I think players don't lose their ability overnight, so it's it's there. We just need to get him sort of firing again. And even Sterling James, like, stick him on there. He's another player that can get the ball. He's got something to prove, and he'll run at them. We've seen it in a few games we've played so far. He's, he's another player there that may be able to... to something different. I mean, surely uh, on Amari Sterling James, he's got to get a chance at 
in the side to have a run in the side at some point, hasn't he? Because he's been here, what, three, four seasons and he's barely played more than 20 games. It's crazy. And, 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 this, and this season so far, the times that we have seen, it's the best we've seen out of, him all, out of all that time, in, in my opinion. So, like, if he's not going to get the opportunity now, then he, he surely never will. So, uh, he, he, <laughs> when you compare it to... If, if you've got players in front of them that you think, oh, yeah, this is in the business, you can't, you can't really put Sterling James in because it's not fair on those players coming out, then, then fair enough, but it's not like that. We, we need to change something. So, when you've got a player who's showing a bit of potential, put him in there, give him a proper chance. And I, I felt like it was coming a couple, a few weeks ago. I thought he'd getting that chance. And obviously he went away on international duties where he, I think he scored, didn't he, as well for, I can't remember the name of it. Is it St. Kitts and Nevis, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, he got a goal. So again, that should do some, some good for his, for his confidence. But, He's not again really been involved since returning, so I don't know whether that whether he's got an injury. They've never announced anything like that. Whether there's any niggle or whatever, but for me, he's just another player that something like you said needs to change that midfield. Let's freshen up. We've got a couple of options there. There's nothing to lose now in China. <laughs> Absolutely, and we we spoke a few weeks ago about trying to find our identity within the squad, and that came down to the system sort of thing in terms of. We played three at the back for for a long time and it, it wasn't working. John Demps has been open and, and said about, you know, he wants his side to be able to play three or four different ways. At the moment, he's going with that 4-3-3, that 4-4-2 as well. And it does seem to be working. It's, it, when we get on the ball and when we play, we look like a very dangerous side, which we saw against Salford. But for whatever reason, it, it just didn't drop. But we need the players in that midfield where we've been lacking to try and give us that bit of creativity. And it's that wide area where we've been caught. Like you said earlier, Nate, that opening goal against Salford came from Kellen Gordon being too high up the pitch. And that's not a negative towards him. It's because he's, he prefers to be an out-and-out winger. But if Dempster doesn't want to play him, play him as an out-and-out winger, why not put a Sterling James on? Because CJ's underperforming. Khan prefers to be on the left anyway. Sterling James would be a perfect fit on the right-hand side. It would be the prime time to see him come into the squad and make a name for himself after three years. <laughs> exactly. That's what I, I don't understand. Whether, whether there's something that's going to behind the scenes, who knows? We, you know, we, we, we have no idea about anything like that. But for some reason, it's, uh, you know, I, feel, I feel for him it's just a bit unfair, like I said, when he's shown promise, but he's not getting that chance, especially when players in front of him aren't doing the job either. Absolutely. Uh, but like I said, on to Saturday, I mean, the, the positive is for me that Hayden White's back, and I hope we go with a, with a similar formation. Uh, for me, I'd, I'd, ra- I'd want to see Hayden White put, put right back and and maybe push Gordon up to right, right mid and yeah. have them two sort of link up together. Cause that's the one thing, again, we on uh, on Tuesday night a little bit was I mean he did Gordon did well going forward but sometimes you just sort of wanted him to just maybe push it a bit further and you know Hayden White you know what he's like he, he will he, he's not shy pushing forward but then the good thing is if we've got the likes of Gordon up there on the right with him you'd like to between them they one of them would drop back and, and they could have a bit of a partnership and working tandem in that aspect so you know, I, I, I'm hoping that's what we'll see on that right-hand side on Saturday, and I'm hoping we'll get a bit more fortune uh, and look a bit stronger. Absolutely. Uh, when, when Kellen Gordon first signed, I think we all said it, didn't we, that 
having him and Hayden White in that right-hand side area could be a real boost for us. It's just for one reason or the other, whether it's been an injury, whether it's been a suspension or whatever. Um, we've not seen it. We've only seen it in one game where we've played Port Vale away, but Hayden White ended up playing in, in a back three rather than a back four. I, like I say, I love to see it in a back four. Hayden White at right back. He's better. He's probably one of his better positions with Kellen Gordon pushing on and pushing on. Them two overlapping could cause some real danger with Otis Khan in there. Then you've got that ability to drop into a back three when we've you know, and we've not got the ball and, and to try and push yeah. and, and to try and press, we could cause some real teams damage. Let's be honest. Is our season down to the fact that we're underperforming or is it down to the fact that we're just so, so unlucky that everything's not going right? Imagine if we had all those players fit, all those players available from suspension. We'd be a different team, wouldn't we? Or am I just dreaming? I think you're dreaming a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, only because you look at, Half of those players that have been out, half of them have been through our own downfall, really, you know, through the lack of discipline. So, uh, and that, and, and the lack of discipline is due to bad performances. So, you know, if, if we were playing like we was for a lot of the season last season when we had the ball and we were comfortable in position and, and the opposition didn't have the ball as much, we wouldn't have to make those rash tackles. So, we, we're our own downfall in that aspect with our poor performances, which has caused so many uh, so many red cards and accumulations of yellow cards. So in that sense, I, it's not it's not down luck. That's our own our own fault. But yeah, like you say, yes, we have also been unlucky with uh, with with some injuries. But from what I've noticed so far this season, so have a lot of other clubs. So you know, it's uh, I, I I'd like to say we've been unlucky, but I, I think it's more certainly been underperforming in, in, in my view anyway. Absolutely. Well said that man. You're listening to the Mansfield Matters podcast, which this week is being recorded entirely by phone. The wonders of modern technology, eh? Because by the time you hear this, Nathan will be on a sunbed claiming to work, whilst Cam is at some sort of event to earn enough money to pay off his debt in the pound prediction game. Uh, more from Nathan in a mo. But first, let's head inside the Stags dressing room and hear from assistant boss Lee Glover on what's been a frustrating few days for blustery old Mansfield. He's been speaking to I Follow Stags. If you look at the chances we create, would have took that before a ball was kicked there was a good performance a good level of performance from the lads probably let ourselves down in both boxes to be brutally honest you know um, with the chances we had 20 odd shots at goal and uh, not keeping a clean sheet you know that that thing with that them two incidents or them two parts of it were poor but the rest of it collectively creating the chances the way we played was very positive at Forest Green we're hanging on uh, we go two down then manage to get back in the game and then the game Tuesday night we're very much in the ascendancy um, don't get the first goal I go two down again get back in it and uh, but the overall performance you know we should have took something at least from the game and probably even a win the best managers I've worked with and coaches over my career they've always said uh, performance over the result which sounds a bit crazy but what they're meaning is if we perform at a level consistently you win games football's a cruel game as in you can perform very very well 
and not get what you deserve. But if you do that consistently over a period of time, then you are going to pick up points. And we're going to be saying that to the lads. Um, on Tuesday night, a lot of the fans um, applauded the boys off because they liked the endeavours, the, the work rate they put in and the way they played. Now, we know we're not daft. We need to be putting points alongside these performances. But if they can say, uh, if we can keep this level of performance, we will win games. I believe recently we have shown more consistency. You know, if you look at the last five or six league games. Um, but early on in the season, it was a bit, we didn't know quite what we were going to get. Was that the hangover from the playoffs last year or whatever? I'm, I'm not sure. But I have seen a, a more positive impact on the group over the last, you know, five or six weeks. Um, and it's shown that we've picked up some wins. But we, we, we're getting into the lads that the message that, you know, this consistency, it needs to be day in, day out and training. The game becomes easier. The level of performance will become better in games and we'll pick up more points. You know, it's not one where you can just, you know, in football, if you, you know, win one game, that's got to be forgotten about. You move on to the next, you prepare properly. And we're trying to get all these little these little things into the lads to make sure that we uh, start to win consistently. Lee Glover speaking to I Follow Stags. You can watch that in full and, of course, catch up with some great content by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. Nathan Andrews on the other end of the phone. He's waiting for a taxi to pick him up to go to the airport. Where are you flying out to again, Nathan? Remind us. Out to Marbella. Is this a business trip or is this a work trip? It's actually a bit of both. Well, business workshop is that not the same thing? Yeah, it is. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do that bit again and edit it out so nobody notices. <laughs> do you know what? I won't. I'll leave it in because it's comedy value. It is the same thing. Let me let me rephrase the question. Is it a work trip or is it what's the opposite of work? Is it a, a fun, business trip? I don't know. Is, is it a, a work trip or is it a holiday? I knew where I was going. All right, we'll get there eventually. We'll get there. Uh, anyway, the answer's still the same. It's a bit of both. I've got I've got a little. I've got a few jobs to do, but. It's also an opportunity to get away from this uh, this, this cold October weather. So, uh, yeah, a bit of both. Yeah, some of us are going to be uh, slumming it out in Warsaw, mate, on Saturday. Don't worry. We'll, we'll carry the can for you. It's fine. I when don't you, envy you at the moment. How long are you staying out for? Are you just away for the Warsaw game or are you, you, uh, you having yes, a prolonged I'm break? Back on, I'm back on Monday, although if we... Tell you what, if we come away with a 5 0 win at Warsaw, I might uh, might extend my holiday just so we get a few more points on the board. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you can see that it's putting the team first, as always. Uh, we heard from uh, the Stags boss, uh, John Dempster, there. Let's talk uh, about something which has been quite topical this season. Last season, uh, we had a man who was absolutely on fire in CJ Hamilton. This season, he's not quite done it. What is wrong with CJ, do you think? Confidence. For me, that's what's wrong. I, I, I don't. There's a lot of people. Well, you see some stupid comments on social media. That, you know, the social media is beautiful for some things, as in being able to bring things like this podcast. But then it's awful for other things as well. And uh, you see some people saying he's not interested, or you know, get him out of the club. He's no good. I don't buy any of that. You know, end of the day, players do not become bad players overnight. Uh, and I, I certainly don't think he's he's not interested. I just think it's a confidence thing and. And unfortunately, you could say that about a lot of the squad because we're not doing very well at the moment. So there's, there's that. And I also just think the fact that where does he play? You know, because at the moment, yeah. he's, he's been played everywhere. And, and you know, if, if you ask me uh, sort of uh, well, at any point when, whenever he's been playing, playing for us, where, what is his best position? I'd say out on the left. So that's, that's for me is his number one position. But... How many times has he played there in the last sort of 
12 months, I'd love to get the stats because I don't think it's that many. He's either shoved up front or shoved on the right wing. Um, and it just does, doesn't make much sense to me when you know you've got a player there who can be so effective and in some ways probably our most uh, dangerous uh, you know, weapon that we've got in our team uh, and, and we don't use him properly. And I know he's not performing at the moment, so I'm not saying like he should be number one on the team sheet right now out there on the left. Absolutely not. I think Khan's doing a better job at the moment, but I do think when he is, when he is going to feature, put him out there, put him in his, in his most comfortable position, make his job a, a little bit easier to help him put his, you know, put his performances back up and, and hopefully get some confidence back into that because I think that's all he needs. I think that's the thing, though, as well. I think with Otis Khan playing so well on that side and him coming out and saying you know, that the left-hand side is the position where he sees himself best performing, it does put a little bit of pressure on CJ and he just needs that, as you say, that little bit of confidence, you know, that, that good cross, that assist, that goal from that side. But again, it's the, the whole system thing, isn't it? When we play three at the back, he's always going to put Malbellin up there because he's going to look to be more defensive in that wing-back position. When we play a 4-4-2, he's going to put Otis Khan there because he's in form. He just needs that chance. One thing he doesn't need to do for me is look at him as an out-and-out striker because it, it's clear he isn't. And But the problem is at the moment, I guess it's that same thing again, isn't it? Danny Rose out for four to six weeks as it was announced before the Forest Green game with an ankle problem. It's it's probably a prime opportunity to use him there because where do you see Dapo Afalion or Afalion without wings? Where do you see him? Do you see him as an out and out striker or do you see him as more of a wide man? Because so far when he's come on, he's been wide. I don't know because I don't know much about him obviously before he come here. So I guess we're gonna we're probably gonna find that out a little bit more over the next couple of months. I think uh, what we are seeing him is introduce games a bit more and. and to be fair to the lad, he, he has been very, you know, quite effective. It, you know, he, he, he certainly was uh, was was helpful in, in the Forest Green game, and he looked <laughs> half decent when he came out of Salford. So um, I, it's, it's hard to say it's where he will play, um, but I, <clears throat> it probably will be relied on a bit more to go in that in an attacking role because, as you just said there, with 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 Rose out, uh, Cook's only just back, so. Um, you know, has he really got 90 minutes in him fitness-wise? Uh, it's going to take a bit to get back up to that to sort of full fitness, but at least he's back and he's, and he's looking strong. Uh, but apart from that, you, like I say, you look to the bench again and, and all you've, obviously you've got Dapo there, but uh, aside from him, you've got, only really got Jimmy Knowles, which obviously is, is a young lad, uh, exciting prospect, but he's a young lad, so it's, it's going to be difficult to just, you know, rely on him if we have to. So, if heaven forbid us pick up uh, another injury or, or suspension or whatever with our forwards, uh, we, we could see ourselves again very stretched in that position. Yeah, I think the, the the good thing though at the moment is is with Rose's injury. Let's touch upon that a little bit. Obviously, four to six weeks, massive bloke. He's been fantastic so far uh, this season. I did see him before the game uh, last night uh, against Salford. It was moving a little bit easier on the ankle. The boot was off, which was uh, good to see. But again, it would depend on how deep uh, and how severe that damage to his ankle is in terms of when he gets himself uh, back in the squad. Uh, Nicky Maynard though, he seems to be scoring goals on a more regular basis, looking a little bit more sharp and like the Maynard uh, you know, we, we all expected to see when he signed in the summer when he was picked up in the in the Rolls-Royce uh, and Andy Cook also as well looks to uh, be getting his fitness back and looks like a, a real player the, 
the the key thing there was getting Cook through 90 minutes on uh, on Tuesday night as well, wasn't it, Nate? If them two can form a bit of a partnership and get an, an understanding, that's certainly going to be a bit of a boost and, and will take the edge off of, um, uh, of of Rose's injury and absence as well, won't it? I, I, yes, definitely. And I think um, if we rewind back to the start of the season, you probably a lot of uh, supporters would probably would have said there are our two starting forwards anyway. That's probably what you expected uh, in, in, a, in a partnership to form between those two. So, um, you know, it's good to see them, them finally having the opportunity to, to play together. Uh, and, and we are seeing some positive results from it, uh, as in from getting goals and linking up well. Uh, but the, the main thing is, is that we keep applying them. The reason why, you know, Nicky Maynard, for example, has had a, a tough start to the season because in so many of the games he's been left sort of with no chances really, you know. So he's he's a type of player that if you put the ball in the right areas in, in the box as we saw from the first few goals in particular anyway against uh, Oldham, then he, he he's gonna stick him in the net. And and a bit like he did at Salford, it, it you know, he he took that one very well. So give him the the supply, give, give them both a, a decent supply and then they, you, you You'd like to think they're going to do the business, so we need to hope that obviously they do both keep fit, get a partnership growing together, and when we keep putting balls into the box for them. And 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 the good things about Andy Cook as well is, is the fact that he's that aerial presence, um, as as we saw uh, scoring a header at Forest Green and and looking quite threatening when we put in balls into the box, whereas before we've never really seemed to get that. I mean, well, we know Danny Rose is brilliant at winning headers, but He's more for me. Daniel is more of a, a, a header that can flick it on. Rather, yeah, it's far more of an articulate goal, player, you know? isn't he? He's not a lump. He's more of an articulate player. Whereas, as Cook, he used to be that almost Matt Reed style. Get on the end of this. Oh. Here's a bit of power. I'm gonna, I'm gonna battle. Yeah, yeah. So it, that is something different that we can that we've got to the team, which is, which, which is, which is fantastic to have. But the only thing I hope we don't do, which. I was a little bit worried at the start of the Salford game, which thankfully we didn't continue. Uh, but the, for the first 10 minutes or so, we, all we did was, was direct the ball at him, long, long ball, and hope he'd knock it down. And I just hope we don't rely on that uh, at, you know, every game as our, our, as our main tactic, because soon you know, other teams are going to figure that out. They're going to you know, defend that well, and we, we will have to then reacting to it so I hope we're not just going to rely on, on Andy Cook knocking them down The voice there of Nathan Edge who by now will at least be seven cocktails down that's of course before the planes even landed uh, his absence coupled of course with uh, Cam's community service to pay off his debts to us means a pre-recorded podcast this week which uh, I can only apologise for we'll have more from the Sun Lounger in a moment or two but first let's hear from the man who bagged a brace and rescued a drawer at Forest Green at the weekend and the man who returns to his old club Warsaw on Saturday it's Andy Cook speaking to I Follow Stacks I've played in a few reserve games you know in the, in the game against Crew the other week and I just needed to keep building my fitness up you know so I can keep lasting games so obviously it's only one game you know I need, I need to get a run of games going to get my match fitness back up but it's not I'm doing extra in training that you know I keep my fitness up but it's not the same as match fitness like after a game you know I play 90 minutes my body hurt like it was aching a bit you know just need to get used to that feeling again. Obviously, it didn't end the way I wanted it to end. You know, we're getting relegation, but 
personally, I scored I scored 18 goals in all comps, you know, so I was quite happy with that, but not to get relegated, you know. I suppose some people can see it differently. I'm just going to go into this game and it's another game, you know, it's another game I want to go there and get the three points, really, so I'm just going to treat it as a normal, another normal game. I know game time hasn't come as much as I wanted it, but yeah, of course, when I'm playing, I want to take my chances and who knows, it could keep me in the team, you know. So I'm set the same targets, yeah. Keep myself to myself, keep an eye on Matt. Like, obviously, I care about Mansfield. That's about that's the only team I'm looking at, you know. We need to start winning games and push up the table. And hopefully I can score some goals. Obviously, we were a bit disappointed. We were disappointed with the result, you know. But I don't think we, the way we played, we, we did quite well, you know. There's no point in beating ourselves up. we just got to move forward and focus on Saturday. Just take each game as it comes, you know. Just want to win games and get points on the table. It was my first, game, first start, really, in the Cup. And... I've landed on my knee, but you just got to keep your head and keep going, you know, and just forgetting the team like I've done today, like Tuesday, just got to try and score and win games. Stags frontman Andy Cook speaking to I Follow Stags earlier this week. You can watch that in full by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow, where you can, of course, see some great content as well. Nathan, uh, I've got a very important question for you, though, before you, uh, you head off to the departures lounge. Uh, and no. that, that question is... Have you exchanged your pounds for euros yet? I, uh, I can certainly do that if that's uh, if, if you want me to bring back some euros. If if, if, that, if you accept that exchange, that I'm getting for the game. Yeah. The game. What I was getting at is that would be, that would probably be a uh, good uh, excuse for 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 the debt which you and Cam are now mounting up. Um, I wouldn't believe it of Cap of Cam though because I don't think he's ever been further than Skegness on a holiday um, there you go uh, oh no he went to uh, did go to Scotland didn't he for a few days last week oh, well. so he might have used some Scottish notes anyway in the, yeah in the couple of He's definitely got something dodgy about him. Uh, what I was getting at is, are you going to pay with pounds or with euros this week? This week, I'm not going to pay all, so I won't see you, but we'll see you when I get back. That is very true. Uh, it's the pound prediction game, uh, of course. I was gutted, by the way, on Saturday because um, I knew I'd put a draw down, uh, obviously, at Forest Green. After the game, I'd convinced myself that I'd set a 2-2 draw. Can watch the video, the video version of the podcast back. And what did, Can you remember what my prediction was? Was it 1-1? Yeah, it was 1-1. I can't believe yeah. it. I went for a one-all draw. Should have gone for a two-all draw, uh, which is obviously Mansfield's speciality. But, uh, I, know, so. I was just about to say that. I'm thinking for the rest of the season, I might just submit my, my, all my scores now as 2-2, and I think, odds on, I'll probably get it. Absolutely. I think you, you might win. Uh, so, unfortunately, the scores are still the same. Me and you are both on a point each of the uh, pound prediction game. Cam is still trailing behind uh, on none. Uh, Warsaw away uh, on Saturday. Obviously, uh, a club in a very similar situation to ourselves. An ex-stag in Daryl Clark uh, as manager there. Mansfield needs to win, but what is Nathan going to predict for him to win a point in the pound prediction game? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. Two-two. You are. You're gonna, you're gonna go for the Mansfield method, are you? You're gonna go for a two-two draw. Oh, <laughs> I mean, surely it won't happen again, but you never know. Do you know what? I, I'm going to, despite the defeat to Salford, I think we've played some good football. I think we've got something in there. We've got Hayden White to come back in. Uh, obviously, we've we've got uh, players getting fitness, uh, things like that. I, I think we're going to be all right. I think I'm, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be brave. 3-1 uh, victory 
I'm going to go for a 3-1 win. That's very brave. It is very brave. Uh, we'll find out what happens uh, at the same time next week. We'll get Cam to uh, message us uh, his prediction as well. Nathan, when do you fly? Uh, I will be flying without wings tomorrow morning. Well, sorry, so it's Thursday morning. So uh, by the time this podcast airs, I hopefully will be um, enjoying a little bit of sunshine whilst you're all freezing at home in England. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, and you're back on Monday as well, yeah? Back on Monday, yeah. Fantastic. Well, have a safe journey out there. Uh, do enjoy the sunshine. I hope that we pick up three points uh, en route. It's a long way to go to get three points, but let's be let's be totally honest at this point in the season. We'll try absolutely anything, won't we? Well, indeed, that's why I booked to go to South Africa in January, just for that reason. You know, the further we go, I'm thinking the better we might perform, so... I, I like the logic. We'll see if it works out over the course of the uh, entire season. Uh, this is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why, Nathan? Because man, still matters. It certainly does. You can join us at the, at, uh, at the same time next week, 6.30, uh, on uh, our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters, where we will be back uh, live. Nathan will be back probably a little bit more tanned. Uh, and Cam will be here as well. The band will be back together. It's not because we've lost the game. It's just because we are all men, and let's be honest, about as useful as organising our diaries and communicating with each other as what Mansfield are at actually getting a sequence of wins together. It's a true fact. It's a true fact. We shall see you at the same time next week. Thanks for listening. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.